Welcome to Creators Are Brands. I am your host, Tom Boyd. This is the show where we uncover how storytellers are building brands online. In this episode, we talk to my friend, Mitchell Cohen. He is the Director of Influencer Partnerships at AppSumo, which is the digital product marketplace for entrepreneurs. They do over $100 million a year. They're essentially the Amazon for entrepreneurs and people with digital products. And Mitchell is the producer of Noah Kagan's YouTube channel. And Noah is the CEO and founder of AppSumo. He was also number 30 at Facebook and number 4 at Mint. He's someone who consistently shares his practical insights around lessons he's learned as an entrepreneur. And Mitchell leads the team who helps him do that successfully on YouTube. In this episode, we learn how Mitchell landed his job, how he works with influencers, what he's learned from Noah, and how he would approach YouTube if he was starting from scratch. I hope you enjoy this convo just as much as I did. As always, like, subscribe, do all the things, and I'll stop babbling. Let's get into the conversation. I'm so stoked to have you on the show because I feel like whenever we jam out, like we're like brimming with ideas by the the end of the call, so it's going to be fun to actually capture this, so... Tell me, first off, let's get right into it. Who are you? And if someone were to come up to you at a barbecue and they say, hey, man, what do you do? What do you do for a living? What's your career, man? And you really want to tell them what you do. It's not someone you just want to like, you know, like give them the short answer. Give them the long answer of like what it is you do and and who you are. Uh, First off, what's up, Tom? Uh, What's up, bro? Uh, Yeah, dude, like you said, it's like we've had these uh, a handful of calls in the past where we're just jamming on stuff. So. Uh, I feel like that's like one of the things that's your superpower. You just immediately get into it and just talk with people. And I remember the first time we met, I was like, oh, damn, that that was dope. I, I want to hang out with Tom more. So happy to be here and do more of this. Um, yeah. And wait, wait, let's talk about – I'm interrupting you already. But the first time we talked, it was like a brainstorm session for uh, Noah's YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah, 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 it was. And uh, so let's see. I'll go in order. What do okay. I do at a barbecue? Uh, that my short answer is always just kind of like marketing at a software company. My, my medium answer is, um, I suppose now be director of influencer partnerships for AppSumo. And, uh, uh, and then the one that I've never really been able to, um, you know, answer in a, a, a clean way is kind of the stuff that I started doing with Noah. Um, I think at one point we were calling me like, um, uh, director of the operations or um, uh, producer of the channel or whatnot, but uh, I don't know. It was always kind of loose with with terms there, and more so just like, okay, you could call yourself whatever you want to do. Just like, uh, l- let's just make sure we're aligned towards the goal and like get moving. Yep, totally. Uh, you're you're the guy that just makes stuff happen around the channel. I I, I put out a um an Instagram story. I, I said producer. I feel like there's like tons of hats that you cover with that role. Like even like looking in from the outside, um the outside looking in. I'm curious. One like let, let, first, let's give people before we kind of go into how you got the job. Can you give a little context around who Noah is and what AppSumo is? Uh yeah sure so. Noah uh, is one of these like, I don't know, serial founder type guys. He was number 30 at Facebook, number four at Mint, and then had started like 20 some companies along the way. Majority of them didn't work out. Um, one worked out quite well, which was AppSumo, and AppSumo is a digital marketplace for entrepreneurs. So uh, two sides of the marketplace, you got, you know, just like Amazon, but just for entrepreneurs, project pr- products for entrepreneurs. And um, yeah, that, that, that sort of thing. And it, it, he started it like 11 years ago. 
And dude, it's just grown like crazy, especially these last couple of years. It's grown like crazy. Um, I've been following Noah ever since his blog with uh, Tim Ferriss. I don't know when he did that, 2011 maybe, and uh, 2012, I, I don't know. I remember one of his first videos on the YouTube channel. He's like on the he's on like the street, like telling people how to do sales. I think or like he it's just like a one take video into his cell phone, and I could tell like like I'm man, video is powerful. I'm like oh this guy's cool. Like I can get behind this character here. Like you know, uh, I just love the, the you know the rawness of that that video. Now this is this is dope because now you're working. You got all these different angles of the, you know, this, this show is called Creators Are Brands. You work with someone who is a founder, who is also a creator. And then now you're in a position where you are doing outreach and connecting with creators for AppSumo. So, like, you're kind of like right in the middle of everything here. Um, that's exciting. How did you get, like, how did you get into this world? Um, how did I get into this world? Great question. So, it's one of those things, dude, it, it, you know, it sounds cliche, the, the, the sort of like, oh, you can't connect the dots looking forward, only backwards sort of thing. Um, and I, I've heard that a lot, but after kind of going through it, I'm like, oh, okay, I think I, I, think I know what they're talking about here. So <laughs> yeah. uh, the, 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 the brief version is, uh, you know, I had a, a, a job in, um, in, I was doing financial software uh, at this company in Chicago, was, you know, doing that. It was, it was cool on paper, it looked cool, but it just like, when I'm really honest with myself and, um, and, and sort of like that's has been a big thing for me of like, uh, you know, Ray Dalio calls it radical transparency, right? And so yeah. um, the, like I'm not fooling anyone else. I, I just didn't want to be doing that. So it's like, all right, cool. Made my way down to Austin and at that point was really just trying to um, think through like, okay, what what do I want to do next? I had this like almost strange kind of calling to, to move to Austin. So ended up doing that. Um, ended up quitting the job, my previous job before I moved here, just to kind of, you know, do it on, on, on my terms and was actively not looking for a job for two months. And so, uh, at that point it was like, Oh, okay. Like I could do anything I want. This is like, uh, like a, a pretty empowering period of my life. And so, mm -hmm. um, it, 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 it was awesome. I basically was, doing a lot of the things I do still currently of, you know, reading a bunch of books, listening to podcasts, letting myself go down these rabbit holes. And so yep. um, that's when I got really interested in online marketing, entrepreneurship, those sorts of things. Um, a buddy of mine had a software business down here. We started doing some marketing stuff and then we started a, a marketing agency, started a company together. And then on the side, I was just always um, volunteering, just giving back has always been a big part of my life. So started doing that kind of on the side with a few organizations. And then around this time period, Noah, I think on his podcast, maybe he was talking about doing this, this charity bike race. And uh, so I hit him up and uh, sent him an email. It was actually an email that he had sent out. And so I replied to his newsletter being like, yo, um, uh, I, I'd love to give you, uh, if you're looking for help getting sponsors, like uh, happy to help. And so long story short, did that, got a lot of sponsors, had a dope event, raised a bunch of money. And he's like, yo, you should come, uh, you should come join us. And, uh, that's pretty much what happened. That's amazing, man. I love, I love that story. Cause I feel like a lot of people as they're listening to this show, a lot of people are like kind of in between, like they have a full-time job. They're in something that they don't entirely love. They want to explore getting in and or around this creator space, um, in, you know, or just like in something else that's, um, they're more excited about. And so like, that's why I thought it was important to share that story. The other thing I want to highlight that I think is cool. And I'm seeing this more and more is that creators 
or entrepreneurs are a lot of them are hiring people that are like already fans of their product like people are landing jobs through other people's email lists just like you landed this one or like an instagram story or you know it's 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 a non-traditional route did you ever in your like experience with noah like have to show him your your like degree or anything like that you know <laughs> uh no dude, dude i don't i don't think he even really knew where i was from for, like, the first like four months he, He's like, he just saw that like you delivered he just saw that you delivered yeah, it, exactly. And it's a it's really kind of like this, uh, the amazing sort of environment that we're in right now, where it's like, you know, the, the old school approach is kind of this like very, you know, you go to school, you get the degree, you work at a, you know, some company for, for your career. And yeah. it's very much like, what do you have on on paper? And then like, the hiring process is like, yo, hope, ho- hopefully this, this person's good, like on paper, they're cool. But it's just always just like a gamble. Now it's just like, all that stuff doesn't really matter, but like if you're doing like cool stuff on the internet or, you know, you're on uh, probably less LinkedIn, but more on like Twitter or making cool videos or you have a blog, like you see it, like it's right there. And, uh, and so I think that it just like lets the, 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 the real stuff sort of rise to the top and, um, and connecting with people on the internet. It's like one, one of the coolest things ever. Dude, you and I connected on the internet. Uh, and, and the way yeah. we connected on the internet is by putting out content. I was putting out content and then you're putting out content and then we interact through that content. And you mentioned something before the call. Tell me, because so you, you've been very active on Twitter recently. Uh, and then you said something about how you use writing as a way to kind of figure it out, figure out what it is that you're thinking. Like, How did you word that? I, I might have just botched that. Can you Can you go into detail about that? Yeah, uh, no, that, that that's pretty much it. So, yeah. so I've been interested in writing for a long time, and have you know kept you know I've kept it in Evernote for years. I'll write stuff. I've, I have journals and whatnot. I've played around with poetry, all these things, and um, have you know years ago I had a, um, a a blog. It was a very small thing, and it got a lot of like really good feedback. You, you know, from granted, just friends and families, and it was one of those things that felt like really good and it felt right. But then I yep. just got too busy, stopped doing it. But it was like, okay, cool. Like note to self, like revisit this later. And as I was doing it more and more, I found that like the, the way that I look at it is just like, okay, I do this just for myself. Like regardless if I publish anything, it helps me, you know, read a book, listen to a podcast, uh, take notes on whatever, synthesize it, understand it, and like put it into my own words. And then also like kind of pattern match too. I have like a the way that I, I set up the Evernote, um, I, I took this course called Building a Second Brain, and they, they, they talk about digital note-taking and all this stuff. So um, having a good process to, to capture content that resonates and then kind of, you know, play with it, organize it, distill it, and then uh, ultimately share it and publish it. And then that's how you get, like, your favorite thoughts out on the internet. And um, But, like, outside of any of that, it's like all, all that stuff is, like, bonus. Uh, we call it bonus footage for you. Uh, but, 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 but before that, it's just like, I, it's a win for me just to understand it and and write about it. Uh, and then if I happen to connect with people on the internet, it's like, oh, that's great. And you know what the beauty is that I find that because you touched upon it, when you have to formulate an idea in a way that you know that you are going to put it out to the world. It makes you think about it more critically than you would just like, you know, a random thought when you're, you know, going on a stroll. Like you're really like, okay, how do I package this in a way that people are going to receive it? And in the process of doing that, 
this concept becomes something that like you understand more, right? Like it, it makes your, it, like the whole process of publishing makes your thinking sharper. And then what I've noticed is, and I think like, cause I, I love Seth Godin, you know, who doesn't love Seth Godin? And he's like one of those guys on podcast. He has a story or an anecdote for any question, no matter what. Right. And the reason I think he has that and is because the guy's been blogging what, like for 10,000 days straight, like some ridiculous number. And each day what I what I my hypothesis is every time he writes that and he publishes it. He kind of creates this like file in his file cabinet that he can like revert back to like when like, oh, this topic was just like did it like this topic was just like presented to me like going to the file cabinet. Boom. Anecdote. And like I'm starting to realize that because I'm publishing a lot you know, a couple times a day, you know, certain days. Uh, but it's making me better in podcast interviews or being just off the off the cuff, just like having conversations with people about insights that I'm learning because I've had to internalize them and put them out. And then like I got them in my file filing cabinet for when those topics come up. Uh, would you, would you agree? How would you, how do you feel about that? Dude, thousand percent. Uh, so, you know, James clear talks about the same thing of like, you know, how he just appears smart is, he started writing about the very, very smallest things, you know, possible, you know, the, the, uh, what he knew right in front of him. Right. Right. It's like, Oh, here's a story about, uh, I think it's called like the Ivy method, um, of pro productivity. It's like, okay, I can do that. And then like, you know, it's a short blog post and then he could talk about whatever else story. And so then he's going on podcast or he's writing a chapter of his book or, uh, you know, out and about in a conversation. He's like, Oh yeah, that reminds me of this. It's just a small tidbit, but he never would have been able to recall that had he not like not just wrote, wrote it down, but really played with it and press publish because and, that's and that forcing function to, to just sort of do it. And like, I think, uh, I think there's all sorts of examples like, uh, Neil, um, was it Neil, uh, DeGrasse Tyson, um, that like astrophysicist dude. Yeah. Um, he, 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 he said before that he's never said anything publicly that he's never written down before. So in other words, uh, he writes everything down and then uh, he kind of like it plays with the idea and then he's like, oh, okay, I could bring that on a show or I could do that. Mm. Uh, and so I think it shows up a lot. That's smart. I got to pay attention to that. Sometimes after these podcast interviews, I'm like, what the heck did I just say? <laughs> um, you know, well, well, so they, this is cool because this kind of tees it up to sort of where I want to go with this. You put together your thoughts around the previous couple of years working with Noah and working at AppSumo. And, you know, have, having one, I know that you're uh, uh, just working with you already in the last couple of months getting to know you. I know uh, you're, you're a very observant. Uh, you're a very capable dude. Like you get the job done. You're a bright dude. Like I I'm like. I'm excited to continue to work on ideas with you. Like you're a really bright mind, but then also the experience of being around someone like Noah, being around a company that does what a hundred million in sales a year. Like that's like, there's so many people that are like, we're like, okay, package that experience that those two years of experience for me and put them in a tweet thread. And good thing for us, you did that. <laughs> and so what I want to do is I want to highlight some of the points. Tell me a little bit about like the uh, that that tweet thread that you did. And if you want to follow Mitchell, it's Mitchell Landon at Mitchell Landon on Twitter. Uh, he just put a tweet thread. The, talk about this specific tweet thread where it kind of recaps your previous two years of of, of working. Uh, yeah. So I, I I thought about it for a little bit. Like back 
back to like the note taking and capture system as things would come up, I'd be like, Hmm, that's interesting. You know, throw it, throw it in my Evernote and then, you know, keep on coming along. And then it's like, Oh, Oh, that's interesting. You know, all these little things that like, again, no intention of of, of publishing back then and more so of just like, I want to capture it for myself. And then once I started to see the pattern, I was like, Oh, this is actually pretty cool. Might as well share it. And, um, uh, and then again, going back to like, okay, if I'm going to publish it, like what are, what are the best, uh, you know, things that I've learned o- over the last couple of years? And like, what is the best way to present that? That's not just like, yo, here's a listicle, seven things, eight things, go read it. Um, and so like, one of the things I think about is uh, I- I'm fresh out of this, this writing cohort. And so that's why I'm like probably extra into writing right now. But all, overall, I, I'm very like pro writing for pretty much anyone out there, whether they want to publish or not. But um, in the writing cohort, it's called write, uh, write of Passage, like W-R-I-T-E. By, uh, by David Perel and like super impressed with, with, with David and the whole team and like really the community about writing that, that, that they're uh, putting out. And um, anyway, so like one of the things in Rite of Passage is he talks about pop writing, which pop is just a, an acronym. So like uh, POP, make it playful, make it uh, right from observations and, uh, and make it personable. So um, mm. that, that's a POP. And like, again, it's one of those things like, oh, yeah, cool. Sounds, you know, sounds nice. But until you sort of sit down and start to like formulate your thoughts and be like, okay, is this an observation of mine? Is it playful? You know, is it, is it personal? Like all, all, all these things. And then like you share that with other people in, in the writing cohort, you get like real time feedback on your Google Doc. Uh, you start to see kind of what resonates. And, and so I think that in any creative process, um, having just a system for like, yo, okay, I'm accountable to publish, you know, one a week. And also I have this system to like hop on a, a Zoom call once a week with Tom and like talk about, you know, the video or talk about the writing, whatever the, the creative thing is. And so, um, you know, there's nothing, you, you could do all the research you want, but like there's nothing better than getting a rep at the thing and like seeing it through. And so that's why I think that um, the, the, the writing has been especially useful for me. Amazing. So, uh, you know, you put together this thread. I love to go through some of these main points that you've learned in the last two years that you already organized for us. And before we get into it, it's funny. Um, so, like, you know me from the shorts that I make on bonus footage and uh, for the TikTok and the Instagram. My priority right now is, is scaling the TikTok because that's where I'm seeing the, the most, like, the, the best. Uh, it's resonating the most on that platform. And I realized recently that TikTok is more Twitter than it is Instagram or YouTube. And hear me out. It's an all, it's the people that create like, like so tw- Twitter is like kind of an ongoing dialogue that you create with your community. And that's the same that's similar that's like the same thing for TikTok with the duets, with the stitches, with the trends, with like what's everyone talking about today. Mm. It's it's very less like YouTube is like I make this video to stand alone and it's like this one moment, right? But TikTok is a very much an ongoing conversation. Uh that you, like is just like a living and breathing thing, right? Um so with that, I'm just kind of like this is an observation I've made recently that I treat my TikTok more more like Twitter than it is like YouTube. And it's just like the video version for me because that's where I specialize in like on-camera communication. So, I, you know, that's where, that's where I'm going to post up. With that, I also follow a lot of David – it's David uh, Perel. David, David, yeah. 
David Perel and uh, Dickie Bush and Nicholas Cole's content around writing. And I find probably 100% of what they're talking about with writing for Twitter applies to making TikTok videos for me. Like mm. I filter like the ideation process, like what makes for a good uh, concept, like how to deliver it in simple terms. Like I, I gain, like I have like just tweet threads saved and screenshotted and I kind of filter my ideas through a lot of their principles. Yeah. And, and, you know, and by the way, it's like, uh, you know, you're talking about it for, for TikTok, but like, you know, take, you know, email marketing or something where it's just like, oh, you gotta, you gotta come up with that really good subject. So you get the open rate in a really good, you know, the first sentence is Watch designed. So you, you know, you read the second sentence, same thing. It's like, uh, you know, how do you come up with the best ideas and package them in a way, um, that, that, that's most presentable to the, to the audience. And, uh, and I think like uh, all, all, all the, the, the different mediums, you know, different ones play with other other creators, but behind all of them, it's like have a good writing process and chances are you're going to do whichever one a lot better. Yep, exactly. Uh, so cool. I'm glad that you're sharing your thoughts because you know, we're getting a lot of insight as we're reading them. So the first one on this thread uh, and, and sort of the backstory is this is this is kind of high level stuff that you've learned working with Noah and AppSumo for the previous two years. The first one is prioritize now, not how. Can, you, can, can we peel that one back a little bit? Prioritize now, not how. Yeah, man. Um, so I think I was, I was running one day a, a few months ago, and, um, and I was just kind of thinking of like, oh, I was noticing something that like I used to always want to like um, – you know, research the thing first and read a book and, you know, take a course on the thing and then, and then actually do it. Whereas call uh, 20 people. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then I noticed like working with Noah or observing and studying some of these other, like, you know, um, impressive, whether entrepreneurs or just impressive people, it's like, they're constantly just doing the thing right away and getting real time feedback. And that feedback is better than like any sort of research or book or whatever, uh, that I could have come up with. So like, I, I played with the idea. I was journaling on it one day, probably you know six months ago, and then I I found myself just revisiting it like all the time, and it was useful. Uh, so whether it's like you know coming up with uh, you know you know a new article to publish, or it's like oh yeah, I should write something about that, blah blah. blah. It's like no, just like if I want to do it, just just do it now. Like don't worry about like oh I need to wait for it to be perfect and like a better title and what whatever. This is like. Um, the ha having the uh, kind of the operating system be more towards now and less about the how it's been helpful for me. Has, dude, I feel like that might be the title of your first book. <laughs> now, now, not how <laughs> I feel it. Let's go. Uh, I'll be I, I'll, if, when you do drop it. I want to be the first podcast you do the interview on for your for your podcast circuit once you do that dude if you'll have me that uh yeah yeah, yeah uh, i might I be it. too big at that time but we'll see <laughs> <laughs> um no i'm kidding uh okay the second one is because i i love these when i read this i was like yes i resonate with this i want to like this is the tip of the iceberg let's let's talk about how this shows up in your day-to-day uh, so test, not invest. That's number two. And it, it, you say it's a core saying at AppSumo, and at AppSumo is a very successful company. So, like, how does this show up at AppSumo, this this phrase of test, not invest? Yeah. Test, um, then, test then invest, then invest. 
Yeah, so it's constantly uh, – Jim Collins has a thing of like uh, first firing small bullets and then and then you fire the whole cannon because you, you kind of want to get aligned. Um, similar sort of concept where it basically – so uh, an example, you know, if we're hiring a new teammate rather than just be like, all right, cool, you're hired, it's like we'll do a, a, a paid trial at first for a month. Uh, sometimes not even a paid trial, depending on the position or whatnot. Uh, but, you know, at least a month, sometimes longer than that. And so it's like, all right, we're testing it first. And then if, it, if it's a great fit, then uh, then we invest to, to, you know, bring them on full time. Um, same with just like testing software. Um, and I found, too, it gives you a little leverage when talking with contractors or um, we signed up for this this influencer marketing software. And they're like, uh, I, I got a free trial. And then they're like, all right, we only do one one year contracts. Uh, minimums just because you know it's kind of like a, a heavier lift for them to onboard an integration i was like oh man kind of a company thing is is test and invest so so we we don't do one year like right out of the gate uh how about we do like a like a four month thing and so uh they're like oh we'll have to ask and so like you know they made it happen and they'll so, figure it uh, out yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and so we and so we did the thing and then like it's better for you know all parties for the most part um it's just like yo test it out real quick because at the end of the day it, it it forces you to move quicker, right? Um, rather than just going all in on something, hoping it works. Definitely, definitely. Uh, 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 I'm guessing that's probably how. Um, no, you got the job. Like you kind of just probably started with some smaller projects that turned into more of the full time role that you're in right now. Yeah, exactly. So I still had the agency when when I first started working with Noah, and then was just doing this, working with him part time. And then it quickly was scaling up. And at the end of the year, he's like, yo, uh, I appreciated okay. how he presented it. He's like, he's like, do whatever you want to do, but like, why don't you come full time and like, let's really blow this thing up. Uh, yeah. so yes, another example right there. And that, that goes right into the next, the next one of having one clear goal. How does having one clear goal show up in, uh, how you guys approach the YouTube channel? Yeah. So at first, like it very much was a test and invest thing. Like even me in general, he, like yeah. he was explaining, he's like, yo, like I'm not like hiring for this position. I'm just trying to figure out a way to like make this work. Like, you know, we worked well together. I want to figure something out. Um, yeah. And so like there's never a title for, for, for the role or anything. And so at first we we're just looking at this like total audience metric of like aggregate, like literally just had a Google sheet just aggregating uh, you know, YouTube subs, LinkedIn following, organic uh, Google traffic to the to the blog, all the all the socials, and then we're like, okay, this is cool, but it's like very uncontrollable. And like, what even is the goal? And so it wasn't until the next year we're like, all right, let's pick one clear goal, uh, and then we chose YouTube because uh, we thought that was a, the, the the best chance to 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 grow the quickest. Yep. And uh, and at that point, it's like, ah, okay, we don't have to like. Um, you know, worry about all these other things. We could actually use these other these other things and point them towards our goal. And then all the decision making is so much easier. It's like, okay, does this help our goal? Uh, if yes, then great, let's do it and prioritize it. If not, then like, nope, well, we're not going to do that. So, so, is there no like right now? Like TikTok doesn't make any like because it says on your thread TikTok's a no go, and that's because the blinders are on. There's a specific goal on YouTube, and TikTok doesn't doesn't play into that. I'm, I'm, can you can you go into that a little bit? Because what I'm, the reason the context behind it is, um, I think it's fascinating that someone like Noah that obviously has more resources than most like just creators off the street, right, uh, is saying no. I'm going all in on one platform and getting that one where it needs to be instead of trying to spread himself thin and be everywhere. Is that sort of his thinking around it? Where it's like 
dominate one and then, you know, we'll revisit the other platforms in the future? For, for the most part, yeah. It's like, you know, we could get very scattered and do a, a lot of things, you know, good or pretty good, or we could just be way more focused and try to do that thing great. Um, but again, back to like the, the test and invest, like, you know, there, there very well might be a time where we, where we test out, you know, two or three TikToks and be like, oh, this is actually working. Let's do more of that. Or like, um, oh, do we need to realign the goal? Um, based on new information. So it's not yep. like we're so stuck and like, oh, well, we said the goal eight months ago, so we have to stick with that. Uh, yeah. Definitely want to build room for like uh, reevaluating. Yeah, and I, I honestly, I think I th that's the angle that I take. Like at the beginning, I tested with YouTube shorts, with reels, with TikTok. And then once I saw it, most of my content resonating on TikTok, I was like, okay, this is where I'm going to channel my ideas. Because as a solo creator, each platform is different. You need to learn who's on the platform, how they're responding, how they're engaging, what type of content's working. Like, There's so many things that are so nuanced to this specific platform that as a solo creator without a team, it's hard to master all of them. And the analogy I think about a lot is like, when you think of Casey Neistat, what do you what do you think of? YouTube. Video, YouTube, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you, yeah, YouTube video, and like you know, he was you know he would post random stuff to Snapchat, to Twitter, to Instagram, but he was optimizing for one platform. And if he didn't do that, we probably wouldn't know who he, like he'd be cool, but he wouldn't be the star that he is today if he didn't go all in on that one platform. Totally, yeah, and I mean, it's, you know, having a team and resources and all that. Um, it applies, but especially to the solo creator and uh, solopreneur of like, man, there are just so many ways to get like caught in the details of these things of like, oh, how do I edit this? Or what's the website or all this stuff? So it's like, it's even more important, I think, to just be like, all right, uh, you know, test a bunch of things and be like, okay, now I'm going here and this is, this is what I'm going to try to optimize for. And then the next one, the next one, like, you know, with – we. Uh, it, 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 honestly, I like the flow here because it, it lines up perfectly. You talk about how saying no, becoming a no man rather than a yes man is when you became the most valuable to the team. Can you can you tell me why saying no is the way to go? <laughs> uh, yeah, man. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. The first like several months were were, were pretty tough. Because um, like, you were just we, taking on a lot. You were just doing yeah, anything yeah. that was thrown your way. Exactly. Like I was still having the, my, the other business as like kind of the main thing. And then also just like, you know, doing whatever we'd have these weekly meetings with, with, with Noah, just him and I, and we talk about all this stuff and I'm like, uh, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll just go do all that. <laughs> and then after a while, it's like, <laughs> yeah, 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 I'll do all that. I've been there, bro. I've been there, bro. Uh, I love it though. <laughs> and, 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 and I mean, maybe there's an argument to be like, okay, like to do that and just, you know, kind of build, build some, some trust and accountability and all that. Um, but then at the end of the day, it's like, all right, let's get clear on the goal. And then let's get very clear on what are the levers we can pull that that really align towards that goal. So like basically whenever you have data to present to be like, yo, this is working. And so, uh, you know, your other idea over here, like, you know, all ideas are good ideas, you know, when we're whiteboarding them, but we're not going to do those. We're, we're just going to do more of this. And then that's when uh, kind of the, the dynamic of the relationship changed where it's just like, oh, okay. Yeah, that you're right. Let's just do more of that. Now, I think you make a good point. Sort of at the beginning, it's not a bad idea to say yes to things um, because you're still in the space where you're trying to figure out 
what you like to do, what you're good at, what is effective, what you're getting results for. And then as you start to, you know, get that real time feedback, then you can get that information to apply to the things that you want to start saying yes and no to. So like maybe at the beginning, if you're just starting out, like kind of just take on opportunities and experience when they come at you, then you can start refining. Yeah, 100 percent. And, you know, starting out, it's like you you have way more time than you do opportunity so you're just like oh yeah I'll, I'll do this thing whatever and then you just get used to that then at a certain point that inverts right so you have more opportunity than you have time and then you yeah. have to start making real decisions and yeah. uh you know i think it, it, it could go through cycles too where it's just like ah kind of in a rut right now like i, I want to make some things happen um the uh, i really like the, the the phrase impatient with actions patient with results and so Ooh. it's like, uh, as you're going through this stuff and be like, okay, like I- I'm going to try this. I, like, this seems cool. You know, whether that means hopping on Twitter, whether that means publishing a thread, maybe, maybe that means just like hopping on a zoom call with somebody, whatever it is, just like, uh, doing a bunch of things, just like be in motion. And then, um, another thing I think about is like, just in life in general is like, how do I increase the surface area for serendipity in my life? And, Ooh. um, you know, one of the, one of the ways to do that, it's like, you know, use it with leverage of say like media hopping on this podcast and like, but before this, it was like you and me just jamming out like on, on, on some calls. Right. And so, yep. um, I think you just have to, you never really know where it's going to go, but you just sort of be like, Oh, this is interesting. I'm going to go do this thing. Uh, um, which, which actually reminds me of one of the, the, the pieces of content that you put out that I loved, uh, was, the watermelon seeds. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yup. Dude. Uh, Serendipity. I think that was... <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so like your thing was, I mean, may- maybe you say it, but like my, my recollection of it was like you were, uh, you were playing, you know, with a friend or something, you were spitting these water se- watermelon seeds out of the back. And like one of the moms, your mom or his was like, yo, like stop doing that. And you're like, ah, like, okay. But then you just kept doing it because it was just fun. Yeah. And then yeah. like la- later it sprouts to be this like whole garden of watermelon. And uh, it's just like, oh, you would have never like thought to plant that. So was, I thought that was a fun story that you put out because it's so spot on. I'm going to um, I'm gonna bring it back into the tweet, into the tweet, right? Because it's epic. What's working and how can we do more of it? And the example that you use is yoga for complete beginners. How does a yoga channel have anything to do with Noah Kagan's business channel? Um, okay, so first off, the uh, I can't tell you how many meetings with Noah I would be in, and like regardless of whatever we're talking about, it'd just be like, "Yo, like what's working, and like how do you do, how do we do more of it?" It's <laughs> it like it like it like almost annoyingly so. Where it's like, okay, I know that question is coming, and um, and so like I'm constantly always looking like if we could have data for our own stuff to see like, okay, this is working. Maybe, maybe we do a variation of that, but, um, but almost better than that is, is borrowing from other industries, like completely different ones. So the yoga with Adrian example, I point out with the screenshot of, of her channel is, uh, you know, she's got a huge channel, I think like 10 million plus subs on YouTube. Uh, she crushes, she, she's actually here in Austin as well. And, uh, her, her number one video is not like, you know, made for these expert yogis or anything. It is, uh, it's, it's titled something like yoga for complete beginners. And yep. so I remember seeing that and be like, huh, that's interesting. And then being like, all right, what is, uh, how do we pull that into our world of entrepreneurship? Right. And so, um, 
you know, we, we tested ideas of like, you know, scaling your business and doing this and that and email marketing and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, okay, what, what if we pull back, you know, more for beginners and then just do something on like, like business ideas. And those, um, that series ends up being like one of our most popular series and blows up. Yeah. Uh, people love it. That's amazing. I love that. Yeah, man, it's stealing from other industries, seeing what's working and why it's working. I like to do that on my Instagram. I like to compare two people in different industries uh, and, and be like, what are they doing that's similar? And then, like, you know, I'm, I'm trying to distill this information to, like, how I can apply it to, to my work. Now, in, in that, you're, like, you're testing and you're experimenting and you talk about the feedback, the gift of feedback. Um, now, is this feedback from, like, the internet saying like you know how many likes per video or is this feedback from real time people telling you that your breast smells or whatever <laughs> uh, uh, I, I suppose or it could be both, both but, but, but yeah, more, yeah, the yeah. More, more the latter uh okay and so like kind of you know you you only learn and grow through like uh you know doing the thing and then getting uh getting feedback from the thing whether that's like you know audience feedback or whatnot but but what i was pointing out here is more so feedback within uh within the team and whatnot so we have this like quarterly check-in uh with with that we give each other feedback but we also have a rule where it's like yo let's not wait a quarter to tell each other you know how to improve Let, let's have a rule for real-time feedback and so back to like that radical transparency thing of like early on it was like yo we both want to improve for sure and so like cool we're not our, our feelings aren't going to be heard if you point out something and so let's just have a, a process of, of real-time feedback. Um, and so I think that's important for any team. The last one on the thread is make it fun. And uh, I, I love that. I love that you included that. That was sort of something that you talked about in like um, in writing in general, the POP, like having it be playful. Tell me about – you talk about how the meetings are it, – it's rare to literally not – lol in a meeting like wh how, what what's the setup of a meeting and what makes them so fun I'm, I'm curious because a lot of people at their jobs they don't feel like their meetings are fun so i'm curious like what people can can adopt from this in order to make their meetings a little more fun um yeah so and, and to be clear every minute of every meeting is not fun and every meeting <laughs> <laughs> and every meeting itself is not fun but the the vast majority of them, they'll be like, well, yeah, like I said, you, you'll you, you'll laugh and it's just funny. It's like kind of hanging out with like one of your boys, where it's like you're not gonna filter anything you say, and especially if there's an opportunity to make a joke, like you're gonna make the joke even if it's ridiculous. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. I'll get. I'll, I feel like examples are always better, um, and I I think he he'd be okay with this. Uh, but uh, I don't know. Like we use the. Uh, the, the the pepper emoji when we're talking video ideas in our google docs we'll use the pepper emoji uh if we like it like a, a video if it's like a good spicy video uh noah i remember early on he uses the uh the eggplant emoji for like as we're going through the google doc in a separate meeting it was like oh that that one gets him excited and so when you see a bunch <laughs> of eggplants he's excited but it, it, it can take form of um uh something as simple as that or it's just like uh Yo, like all of our energy is kind of off. Let's do, let's do like uh, thirty push-ups, and then uh, and like loosen up the energy, and then uh, you know always always mixing it up and like inserting humor wherever possible. I love that. So this whole thread, this whole thread is on Mitchell's Twitter. You got to go check out the entire thing. I want to talk about, and then we'll wrap it up. Um, 
you've learned a lot about YouTube in the last two years. Now, my question is making jumping over a hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube. It's not like TikTok, or it's not like you know, like it's like it's not easy to just do that overnight. Like you really got to build a like a YouTube brand that it, that allows a creator to do that. If you were to start from scratch right now on YouTube, what are like the three to five things that you would uh, that would be top of mind that you would you would you would like have to have down to to be able to start this channel so starting from scratch with no videos and no channel at all yes <laughs> um so i'll 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 answer that and then i'll uh, i'll answer that maybe in a different way too for for people who might not be starting from scratch so starting from scratch like dude uh, and it's the answer nobody wants to hear but it's like it's just one of those things that it is what it is and it's just like almost don't even look at the metrics for the first, you know, some people might say, no, it talks about the law of 100, of like just do 100 of them. I, I, I'd argue you could look at the, the metrics before that uh, and just kind of you're constantly seeing like, oh, okay, maybe this video pops more, so I'll do another one. But again, you're not overthinking it. You're just like having, building the muscle of just like output and do that a hundred times. I think Ali Abdal says the, the, the same thing. I'm just like, you know, uh, a lot of people say your first ones are going to suck and, and that's okay. You're like, you're, you're just getting it out there, but then it's like, Oh, you got this thing down. And then you start to double down, triple down on the ones that are really working. So, um, for that creator, I would say, you know, now you're at the point where, uh, you kind of know how to put out a video and, and like, by the way, for the first 100, like it could be on the phone, it could be whatever, like, uh, again, yeah. I would use the now, not how sort of framework. And, yep. um, and then you're trying to figure out what's working. It's again, kind of like what we were talking about earlier with like, how do you make a fire hook or, you know, the best subject line for an email or, you know, the best intro for the YouTube video. And that, you know, for our process, it looks just like a giant Google doc that we go into weekly and we source ideas from ourselves and from others of like, you know, we could do just a regular, you know, whatever we're feeling that week for a video, or we could put a lot more thought into the, uh, into the actual idea itself and what the title and thumbnail will be and then make the video. And so again, if you're a, a solopreneur doing it on your own, you can't spend all that time doing it. So I prioritize just getting the output, but, yep. um, as you're starting to think a little more strategically, uh, spending a, a lot more time on the title and thumbnail on YouTube. And I think that, that that will end up being a game changer. Gold. Absolutely gold. Uh, is there like a length of video, a length of time that you guys go for on YouTube? Uh, yeah, we've played around with different ones. We, we, we try now for over 10 minutes-ish. Um, but, you know, there's there's the whole argument for, you know, banging out a bunch of shorts and just constant videos that you're uploading versus more of like the Mr. Beast of like only do a banger and it's okay to wait in between. So um, I, I'd say just whatever, whatever like system you're good with, with, with sort of sticking to is best. This has been a rad conversation. Are there the one subject that I think that we could we could maybe save it for the, the next episode is kind of going into uh, how you're working with creators at AppSumo. Um, because like that's an exciting topic. Maybe, maybe we can touch high level right now. Like. Uh, how how are you working with creators at AppSumo? Are yeah, you... so um, we're working with like it started out sort of working uh, with just some of the relationships that um, that, that Noah has an extension uh, of his network, and then some that I have. have um, yeah. And then looking, you know, bigger picture of um, our big thing is like how do we how do we enable and empower entrepreneurship for like you know anyone? 
And so, you know, sure, that's people who are already doing it. But then, you know, we launched this million dollar Black Friday um, fund where we took our whole marketing budget and rather than spending it on our marketing to say, hey, go buy products from us, we're giving it away to creators to go list their products on AppSumo. So um, it, it, it's Brilliant. like it, uh, it it makes, you know, myself, like employees are, are allowed to do it too. So like I'm working on this like productivity uh, habit checklist thing. Uh, I know some other people are, are, are having products too. So it's like all these... Um, uh, as far as the creators go, it's like there are some some awesome creators out there doing really cool things, and um, we want to kind of partner with with the ones who who sort of have a, a really authentic, like genuine relationship with their audience. And uh, yeah. and like if if they have a digital product too, that's great. That's kind of what we're prioritizing. Uh, but basically, I like to look at like uh, inversion for a lot of things. And so when I first approached like the influencer marketing thing, I was thinking like okay, what would be the worst way to approach this? Like the worst way to approach it is like, uh, okay, we're very particular with the brand and it has to be like uh, you them read a script and then it's like, there's a lot of back and forth and it's very transactional of like, yep. you do this and then it's like, oh, we don't approve that and it's just an ad read. I was like, okay, how do we do the opposite of that? Uh, and then it's just like, oh, we just partner with dope creators and say, hey, here's like loosely a few bullet points of what we're doing. But we trust you to talk to your audience however you want to. So here's uh, here's some money and um, and here's a UTM link. Uh, go 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 talk about AppSumo however you want. And uh, we we found a lot of a lot of success so far with that. So trying to do more of it. Dude, I love that. I love that strategy because I feel like the creators that you're you're working with, especially, they probably have freaking crappy experiences with brands like kind of like over their shoulder like dictating like all the creative direction for everything and all this is going to do is want them to work with you more in the future and like build that relationship with you and i will tell you that campaign that you guys do have done is brilliant um i actually did it and uh the the beauty is like you you you, you, you list a product to the store and you you get you, you like it it gives you that initial boost of like okay yeah like it's like let, let's do it let's see what can happen um you guys pay the creator money like a part of the part of the the um the giveaway but then the real magic happens you start to see your product actually get sales and then you're like wait like my idea this I'm selling air right now, you know, like, and, and I'm not even doing anything. And like, it starts to show the magic of AppSumo as a creator, which I think is like the most brilliant play to invest that money. Because once the creator feels that, what, the, what are they going to do? They're going to want to tell them their friends about it and they're going to want to make more products. Yeah, uh, totally dude. And I mean, it's kind of wild of like the, you know, a thousand bucks to the first, uh, I think it was like 400 people. And then, 250 bucks to the rest and then randomly we're selecting just 10 people to win ten thousand dollars it's so it's wild to kind of come from <laughs> Dude, like it's, okay it's idea. wild people don't think it's real people think it's like they're like what's going on here <laughs> I, I know i know so uh hopefully uh well well it seems to be working so like it, again it's like kind of putting yourself... it is real though right it's real <laughs> it is real you you got you got paid didn't you i i got paid i got my cheddar <laughs> nice, nice i still need to list mine so hopefully they don't run out uh yeah, yeah, yo, bro, this was so much fun, man. Where can people go check out uh more of your ideas, or or, or where can they go reach out to you at? 
Uh, yeah, I think the, 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 the Twitter plug was good at Mitchell Landon on Twitter and, uh, also MitchellLandon.com is where my blog is, where I kind of think about a lot of these stuff. So I, I wrote a full post about that and then I just sort of cherry picked my favorites for that Twitter thread. My man, thanks for being on the show. Dude, always a blast talking with you, Tom. Thanks for having me.